Hello, and welcome to Manifestor Academy for Entrepreneurs with Michelle Anderson. If you are curious about how to manifest the life and business of your dreams, you're in the right spot. I will be sharing interviews, tips, tricks, stories, and anything I can think of by lifting up the hood on my own experience and my own businesses, including my coaching practice, about how you can manifest your dream life and business I hope you enjoy it. If you want to learn more, you can always go to michelleanderson.com. That's Michelle with two L's and Anderson with an S-E-N at the end. I'm excited about my guest today, Rachel DeRocher. She is going to share a topic that I love, and I actually don't explain that much, which is about gratitude and so much more and how she infuses it into not just like a community, but her business. So Rachel, tell us a little bit about you um, and what your company is and the cool things that you're up to around this theme. Oh my gosh. Hi. First, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's, I am so grateful for these opportunities to share what we're doing and creating and it means a lot. So thank you. Um, so to start, our story is so multidimensional, which is lovely. And, um, I started my first company in 2010. Um, grateful grams. And from the beginning, we have said that we're a gratitude company that makes a cookie. We're not a cookie company that talks about gratitude. So it's always been at the forefront of what I have envisioned and wanted to create. And then from there in 2013, we opened a second company. Um, it's actually a nonprofit, the incubator kitchen collective, which is a shared use commercial kitchen space for food entrepreneurs. And then we also have a music festival that we put on called the Good People Festival. It's a one-day event that um, kind of is a celebration of everything that I've built and believe in. And then I also have a podcast called Ingratitude, and I do a lot of women's circles, grateful gatherings, and events that support um, women. So, Yeah. Wow, that is really inspired. I didn't know um, about your like how you said. Oh, it was a it was always a, a grateful company that made cookies. Yeah, I, you know, I think that gratitude has been is so deeply instilled in my soul. Like, it's funny doing this work, right? And like gratitude, just in general. But the more conversations that I've been having recently, what I have found is that it goes back as far as I can remember. Like it's something that I was just taught. It's, it's every ounce of my being what I believe in. And so can we kind of flip the script? If I'm going to talk about gratitude, we have, to, I want to live gratitude. I want to, I want to create from a space of gratitude. I don't want it just, I don't want it to be a marketing ploy. I want it to be a really true heartfelt connection. When you say it was like, you know, just 
kind of always a thing for you. Tell me about that. Like, do you have memories of being little and learning about it? I do. I, I have such a clear memory of, uh, we moved houses, which meant we moved schools and I was the new kid and going into sixth grade. And like, I remember those girls being so mean, you know, just like, I'm sure grade school girls, but I remember coming home one day from school and my dad reminding me that I have like, it's, it has to be from self-love. I have to love myself and know that I am enough. I do enough. I have enough. And from there does that doesn't mean that the girls weren't mean, but it meant that like I knew them being mean or teasing wasn't actually anything to do with me. Right. I remember having conversations about gratitude from as yeah, from a child. And so it's always been something that has been at the forefront of a conversation. My husband and I talk about it all the time. Even when we were dating, um, we, I lost my job. I, and instead of it being like, oh my God, my life's ruined. It was like, wait a second. I'm so grateful. Like, here's the, here's the opportunity. Like it's the kick in the butt, right? Like that I needed to say, wait a second. Cause I was, I was in a space that last year in my job, like, what am what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Why am I here? Like, is it just to like have a job that I'm just, I settle for? And then when you lose your job, you realize that no, you, there's no settling. <laughs> wow. So were you asking that and then you lost your job and then you yeah. had the grateful approach? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was definitely searching. So we have, I have three kids and I started Grateful Grams when Rosie, who's my only daughter, was five months old. And so I lost my job. We had actually been trying to get pregnant for a year. And then I lost my job and we got pregnant within like two months or something. And so I did. I enjoyed a few months at home and took seven to nine months of like just being a stay-at-home mom. And um, I I joke and say it was the year all my laundry was folded and put away. Like... (laughs) I had my stuff together, but reality was I, I was yearning for more. I was yearning to take something and share it with more people. And then when you step back and you say, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? And allow it to unfold, right? allow it to come to true fruition, allow it to um, maybe not control all the twists and turns of it. And I think that was really part of, you know, why we started making graham crackers is because nobody makes graham crackers. And I have such memories of eating graham crackers growing up. It was the snack my grandma always had in her bag. Like, So this inner child was like delighted that I could like make this cookie, but like it was the, the graham cracker was always the vehicle for the message. Wow. I love that. I didn't know that I remember seeing them in bags. Um, I think at Park and Vine, the 
the green oh, store. Yeah. Um, and going, wow, there's a local person making graham crackers. That's really neat. Yeah. So, um, and you're right. Who else makes graham crackers? <laughs> yeah, that. And talk about the twists and turns. Did you know what you were going to set out to do before you started to allow it to unfold? Or how did that idea for what you were going to be making come about? You know, when I gave birth to my daughter, um, she was born November 20th of 2009. My whole world. I had a son. I have an older son. um, And I love him. But there was something as a woman birthing another woman and my whole world changed Michelle in that moment I knew I either had to could tell her she could do anything she ever could dream of the world is her oyster or I could show her and I knew that I couldn't just sit here any longer and say, oh yeah, it's so easy. You can do whatever you want. Um, Go create, be awesome. And then like also work a job that I am not happy in. Right. So I think that it's been part of the whole story. If that makes sense. It makes sense to me. And I think, you know, I wonder if some of the listeners are thinking, oh my gosh, like that sounds gorgeous, but you actually did it. Like, was it scary or? Of course, I'm terrified now. I've been in it for (laughs) nine years and every day I'm scared. And I either can push through the fear or I can let the fear strangle me, right? Like that's like the real conversation. And I talk to women, I talk to entrepreneurs, I talk to food makers, all day long. This business is hard, but it's also amazing and rewarding. And the gift of feeding people in and of itself is incredible. So I don't know that it ever goes away. You just learn how to surrender to it. And like anything in life, you pick your battles or you you pick what you're going to worry over at the end of the day, I get to wake up and do what I love and that's help people and talk about gratitude and build community. Thank you so much for sharing that because clearly you didn't just stop at Grateful Grams. You kept creating and to note that you, you know, the fear is still there. Um, but you just added on more things that you wanted to create. Talk about, you know, after Grateful Grams, these other things that you started to dive into and what was the drive behind those? So for the incubator, you know, we, so we had moved into our own kitchen space in January of 2013 and we were doing farmer's markets. Um, and what we realized is that there's a lot of food makers out there and they're all going home at the end of the day, right? And there wasn't this network, there wasn't any support in place. Um, there wasn't anything that helped them to also to take production out of their house. And so we left so early in the day on our baking days. And so I said, what if we just opened the doors and like rented to some of our friends and they, 
and so it was very, very organic. But from the beginning, this too was very intentional about how do we build community? How do we help and support the whole person? I tell people when we give tours, if you're here just for our ovens, it might not be a good fit, but like we want people to be engaged and to have conversation because at the end of the day, I want to support Tiffany and a bonus of Tiffany is the popcorn company. At, I want to support Beth and a bonus of Beth is dinners to doorbells. I want to support Curtis, but a bonus of Curtis is Chloe's eatery. So can we create a system for food makers to get started in a commercial food kitchen, but also can we be there for them when they want to quit? Can we be there for them and support them through growth? Sorry, my dog is barking. I'm, That's okay. The the first day of spring. It's the first day of spring when we're recording this. We're a dog friendly podcast. Oh, thank goodness, Poncho, you're okay. <laughs> Maybe he just went into his bed. Maybe he'll lay down. Um, so I I left my office to come home because I was like, oh, I'll come home and record this because it'll be so much quieter. Um. And so we've been doing that for six years. We actually just signed our 80th company on. We have 10,000 square feet in Newport, Kentucky, and we have another smaller kitchen inside of a church in Newport, Kentucky. Um, and it's been bootstrapped. We've done it all out of service. We've done it all out of the fact that we really believe in these people. Um, we've done it through the lens of it's better together. Uh, the music festival, the Good People Festival came about. Um, it actually came because we were at another event. We just had such a good time. And my buddy Ian looked at me and he goes, man, this was such a good day. It was full of good people. And then I said, wait a minute, that's a great, like, what if we just had an event? Like, And so six years later, um, it's this just fun day. It's on July 21st. It's a Sunday. It's a laid back afternoon. We hosted a Baker Hunt in Covington. And it's really just a celebration of everything that we have spent years building. Because, listen, if we're going to do this work, but we're not going to take time to celebrate it, what's the point? Like, even though the festival is a ton of work, it's also an opportunity for me to stand back and see the people that show up to support us. All the pieces of our story that come together that day the community that like loves so deeply and like just wants to come with there's zero expectation except show up and enjoy yourself, take a breath, enjoy the music, grab a beer. Like, and I love it. I love witnessing people coming together no matter what it is, right? Like, it's one of the most amazing things. So this is just, you're building in the community with the businesses. You're, you're starting, you're grouping that, you know, the kitchen with that attitude and yep. building in a, a landmark during the year when you can celebrate, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, I'm really glad that you kind of outlined that because I think about that quite a bit. Um, and I actually work with companies most of the time at they're pretty small. So sometimes it's one person and how do you get that person and even myself to stop and celebrate um, and make sure that that's a part of your routine? So, well, I think that's gratitude. Gratitude is completeness. It's fullness. It's abundance. And so when you live, work, eat, sleep, breathe from that space, it's only natural to continue to create ways for other people to feel that. What do people say about the incubator kitchen after they've been a part of it for a while? Mm, Gosh. Um, I think I, I would say that they feel fully supported. Um, I think that they say and feel and think that, um, we've made it easy for them to start something, which I love because one of my biggest pieces with the kitchen is like, I want to continue to figure out how to simplify a process because the simpler it is, the less barriers that they have. Can we create more opportunity and space for people to just start? Because that's the hardest part. You're just the opposite of I'm starting a business because I want to not do this employee thing and and make money it sounds like everything that you're doing is like you know you're giving um yeah Mm. and i love that yeah and it sounds like gosh for for companies to say i feel really supported that's pretty big i know 100 percent with my heart i'm doing it the right way some days might be hard but i know i'm doing it the right way and it'll all work out in the end. It sounds like a lot of it's working out now as long as, you know, just the reward of. It is every day. Yeah. And I, and like when I give tours, I, I had a meeting today and it was just incredible when outside people too, that necessarily aren't in the food industry specifically, they come in and they walk through our facility and they actually get to see what we're really doing to me that is like such an exhilarating feeling because we get a talk about like the real truths but then they can see these people in there actually cooking actually making actually baking and i it's validation right which we all want we all want validation but when these people come through and say wow this is incredible you're doing something really amazing i'm like oh wait we are right i mean just like anybody we all get swept up in the um what are we doing wrong how can we make it better there's more we need more we you know so yeah well i I like how you've explained this. It makes me relieved for the the people in the local food community because as an outsider, 
um, and watching other businesses when I think about um, business owners who make food. Yeah. I, I think about how physically demanding that is. And uh, it's here, margins, it's physical, it's emotion. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you, you're saying like the emotions and um, if you don't have support and you're so physically demanded upon how mm. extra lonely that probably can be um, cause your body's tired. And when you're done um, you're physically tired and emotionally tired. Yes. Yeah. So, wow. Now I feel relieved that these people are, you know, I didn't know the inside scoop of that kitchen. Yeah. So we've got such great people that join, like I'm always in all of the, them and they show up and, um, it's really incredible. I'm extremely, we've got just amazing members that have worked with us over the years. So, yeah. Definitely. But there's more to what you have cooking because I've got a couple <laughs> of notes here um, that you have created a gratitude journal. I have. And tell me why you, you did that. Uh, probably close to 18 months ago at this point, I went to um, my friend Patrick who does a lot of our branding and he's built all of our websites. He's like my computer angel. Um, all of a sudden we had built so much that it was really hard to explain everything that we've built. So I didn't, in the beginning, I was really, it was really stressful for, he was like, it needs to be racheldarocher.com. And I was like, mm thanks Patrick but I think you're wrong like eh. and he was like no really so then we but we went through this whole branding process and we were going to launch this umbrella company called the gratitude collective which we do have the gratitude collective is kind of like my umbrella I call it like my mama bear hug of everything that like we've built um and so finally I like I was like wait a second no it it is racheldarocher.com and it's a pivot. It's actually maybe more of an alignment into what I want to spend time building now. So my husband came on board last year um, and kind of helped take over the day-to-day -day operations of Grateful Grams in the kitchen, even though I'm still very much involved and it is very much full-time work. Um, I knew that what I had kind of organically created on the side, I wanted to make a little more um, structured and consistent. And so with um, launching, we launched Rachel DeRocher in November of 2018, and I wanted to be able to give back something from there. And so um, I've actually been working on this gratitude journal, I think for years, I have like hundreds of pages written, but I was like, okay, what if we can put together a two week journal that would be like a little freebie download as a thank you for signing up and joining our mailing list and getting our blogs. Um, and I say we like there's 7,000 of me. It's, it's really just me, but uh, isn't it comforting to know <laughs> sometimes we, I'm like, oh, it's just, it feels a little comforting. I'm not alone. Um, 
And so it's a free download on our website. And we had in February, like a little gratitude challenge group, and we're actually going to launch another one on April 1st. And so with that, we, in our February group, I had 25 women and we all worked through the journal together over a course of two weeks. And so I'd love to start every other month doing these little gratitude challenge groups where we work through the journal together and, um, when you, and, and to see and hear how just in two weeks, these women are noticing something or they're feeling something. And I know that it works. You know, it's so good. Wow, Rachel. Like, it, you just have so, – I love your positivity. I wish, you know, we could have this podcast for a long time because I think I'm raising my energy just listening to you. And how you describe your freebie, you're like, it's just a thank you for people who are signing up. And I've been in marketing guru land, and, you know, the technical terms are for those types of things aren't out of gratitude. <laughs> They, right. right. They talk about them being a tripwire and, you know, so you can get these people on your list. So um, it's really refreshing to hear how everything you're doing is infusing your followers with how they can have access to the gratitude message. I, I think that's it, though. And for gratitude, it's enoughness. It's okay. Like, I want more. I want to build more. I want to have more. I want to make more money. But in order to do that, I have to be really happy right here and right now. And so gratitude brings that to me. Gratitude gives that to me. Gratitude helps me get there. And can for anyone. And it is the hardest part for me right now is that that's all I want to do every single day. I want to have this conversation. I want to impact more people. Um, I want to talk to women. I want to bring women together. I want us to like, and I love men. I have great men in my life, but at the end of the day, you know, even with, so I do grateful gatherings, they're um, intentional space for women to get together and connect. We have, um, someone come in and lead an activity and I do, I make a meal for us and we all sit down and eat together and then go through this activity. We've done yoga. We've done Enneagram. Uh, we have one coming up in April. That's like a spring into self-care. We're doing a super cool one in May at New Riff, um, all about chakras. And we're going to have someone do a chocolates and chakras class. Because what I want is women to come together, meet other women, but like get back into their body. Get grounded again. Like be enough, feel enough, have enough. I tell my kids, Michelle, every day, you're enough, you have enough you're brave enough, you're strong enough, you do enough, you're enough. And so can I do that same thing with women? And so these grateful gatherings are that. It's can we gather and just breathe and be together and like put ourselves kind of back together in that space of wholeness? Whew, that's hard because I just want to do it every day. 
What do the women say after they go through these events? Mm. They feel calm. They feel true joy. They feel full. Um, they feel happy. Yeah. This is beautiful stuff. I think if I were listening, I would want to know where to hang out with you. Um, RachelDeRocher.com. <laughs> I love that. So you did go ahead and make it the RachelDeRocher.com. I did. And that was such a great. Um, so in the fall of last year, 2018, um, I had kind of this like crazy emergency surgery. Um it was just my gallbladder, but it like came out of nowhere. And, um, it was one of those experiences where I said, Oh, this is it. It's been me all along. I'm doing all this work. I'm believing in these people. I'm showing up every day and there's nothing egotistical about it being called this, but I had that like it tr like a tripwire for myself. Like I kept thinking like it was something that it wasn't. And at the end of the day, it's always been me just like it's always been gratitude and it's okay. And really empowering for me to just own that and create that. And so I remember texting Patrick and saying, this is it. We have to do this now. It's time. And he was like, duh, right? Yeah, he's like, I know it took 18 months. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, other than uh, rachelderoscher.com, where is there anywhere else that you want to let the audience know, like where they might find you? Oh, I live um, on Instagram a lot, which again is just Rachel DeRocher. Um, and I have a Facebook page. Um, I have a personal Facebook page and then a business Rachel Facebook page. Um, and of course, Grateful Grams in the Incubator Kitchen um, are on Instagram and Facebook as well. So it's, we're all easily Googleable. Awesome. And I will put these links in the details so that oh. people know yeah. how to get more information. Hopefully there's some food people that can yeah. connect and that would be really cool. So yeah. that's awesome. You have shared so much and I could unpack a lot of the things that you said for a long, long time with you, but I just want to hand it over to you. Is there anything else that you want to share about what you started sharing today with the audience? Yeah, I want to remind us all that we're here right now and it's okay to be happy and that you are doing enough and everything that you want to know or need to know is already inside of you and just believe it. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, what, what a wonderful, so many wonderful things you shared. I'm so glad. Well, we'll wrap up and I, I so appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, bye-bye.
Thank you so much for joining us on the episode today. I'm so glad you were here to give a listen. If you liked it, this is a new podcast right now, so I would really appreciate it if you would give us a review on whatever platform you're listening on, just to let other people know that this is a place where you can learn how to manifest the life and business of your dreams. Also, if you want to find out more, follow us on Instagram. It's Michelle and Anderson with an S-E-N at the end on Instagram and Michelle Anderson. Dot com is the website.